Okay, so find a comfortable position. And sitting comfortably is important. So begin by just settling into your posture. And you have a straight spine, but we want to be relaxed and feel at ease. So to whatever degree that's possible is finding a way of sitting so that the body is balanced and you're not having to work to hold it upright. And then establish mindfulness. And then just notice what happens when I say that what it's like, what that means to you to establish mindfulness. And bring your attention to your breath Take a few deeper breaths here at the beginning. And be aware of each in-breath and each out-breath. Following the in-breath from its very beginning to its end. And following the out-breath also from its very beginning to its end. And the first two instructions the Buddha gives is to be aware of whether the in-breath is long or short or the out-breath is long or short. And in some versions of this teaching that the Buddha gave, it's actually clear that it's or. Breathing in long, aware that you're breathing in long. Breathing out long, aware that you're breathing out long. Or breathing in short, aware you're breathing in short. Breathing out short, you're aware you're breathing out short. Very simple.
And once you gain a grounding in the in-breath and out-breath, we can turn our attention to the whole body, keeping each in-breath and out-breath fully in mind as well. But as we breathe in, and we're aware that we're breathing in, we're also attentive or sensitive to or experiencing the whole body. And the same when we're breathing out. So the breath is the anchor, the anchor that keeps us steady, grounded. And as we are aware of the whole body, we can begin to invite the body to calm down, to become tranquil, Staying aware of the in-breath and the out-breath is key. Keeps us steady and stable and present. To this amazing life-giving activity that we are constantly engaged in but rarely notice. then our relaxation is enhanced by our awareness of the breathing. calming of the body and the bodily activities naturally leads to pleasant feeling. Being mindful and present with the breath brings a sense of joy. And as we turn towards feeling as the subject matter, 
the Buddha encouraged us to experience joy, be aware of joy arising. It can be very subtle, especially in the beginning. But we might notice indications of a pleasant feeling, a joyful feeling. As the body relaxes, and as we stay focused on our in and out breathing, and this can have physical representations, even though it's a mental feeling. You can sense it in the body, sometimes through things like tingling or warmth. Sometimes people will feel kind of a tingling sensation at the crown of their head or in their hands. Sometimes when the feeling gets stronger, you might feel like a fullness in the body. Or it might just be a more subtle awareness of joy just from being mindful, present, and relaxed. Sometimes this, this joyful feeling or this sensation is described as breath energy. As when we breathe in, we breathe in energy. You can feel that breath energy permeate throughout the body, pervade the body. And then this joy coming with breath energy pervades the body. So you get a sense of whether it's subtle or quite exuberant, but that's not what's important. What's important is to notice it wherever it might arise. And through noticing it, as you're still attentive and aware that you're breathing in, attentive and aware when you're breathing out. As we have our attention also on this joy, it expands.
And then the Buddha encourages us to notice happiness or pleasant feeling. It's a little more subtle than joy. And the two can be there together. But happiness, that kind of more relaxed, subtle feeling that's pleasant and uplifting is more calm. A bit more refined. And remember that this is just about noticing what you're experiencing. There are no requirements. There's no goal. It's being present and aware. With a kind attitude, accepting things as they are. And at the same time, encouraging what's good. And at this point, the Buddha encourages us to be attentive to the activity in the mind. Just noticing thoughts occurring in the mind. Aware of the in-breath and aware of the out-breath. and experiencing mental activity. And then calming, inviting the mind to become calm, inviting the mental activity to calm down, using the in-breath and the out-breath as a foundation, as a basis, as a kind of refuge.
And we turn our attention to the mind itself. And this is somewhat different from the activity in the mind. It's really the backdrop. The mood. The state of the mind. You can notice whether the state of the mind is in, affected by desire. If there is desire present in the mind or if it's free from desire. If the mind is affected by aversion or if it's free from aversion. if the mind is affected by confusion or delusion <clears throat> or if it's free from confusion or delusion. We can notice if the mind is spacious or contracted. Settled or distracted. But this instruction is merely to notice how's the mind at this moment as you continue to be aware, fully aware that you're breathing in when you're breathing in, when you're breathing out, when you're breathing out. And now regardless of whatever state the mind is in, the Buddha says, gladden the mind, lift it up. And there are various ways we can do this. Even the suggestion for the mind to brighten, to become happier can help. But another very commonly used method is to reflect on the qualities of the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the, and the enlightened Sangha. And then right now we'll just bring some attention to those qualities of the Buddha. The classic approach to this is to follow the original texts praising the Buddha. 
Dittipiso Bhagavarahang Sama Sambudo Vijacharana Sampano Sugatolo Kawidu Anutaro Purisadamma Sarati Sata Deva Manusanang Budo Bhagawa So this text begins by referring to the Buddha as Bhagawa. He's the blessed one one who radiates the blessing and heart quality of compassion, holy one. And that the Buddha was an arahant, one who is far from the defiling tendencies and pure. This is true of all arahants, but the Buddha was self-enlightened. Samasambuddha. Fully enlightened. By himself, without support. Perfected. Vichara Sampano, he was incapable of any kind of wrongdoing, impeccable in his conduct and his understanding of the Dhamma. Sugato. Well gone the accomplished one. Loka we do. He knows the worlds. Knowing, understanding, and having experienced all the realms. fully understanding the way things actually are. With great wisdom and great compassion, teaching, training anyone who wishes to be trained. human beings and devas, fully awake and holy.
the awakened quality of the Buddha, something that we also have that potential for. That his training, the teachings, give us also that opportunity to be virtuous, compassionate and wise. So we can reflect upon the Buddha and the wonderful opportunity we have to learn from him, to grow in our understanding of what he discovered, the Dhamma, and to follow his example. and that this path is gradual. We can find our way at our own pace. And be kind to ourselves. Acknowledge our own goodness, the ways in which we are also embodying this truth this practice. Continuing with our awareness of each in-breath and each out-breath. We gladden the mind. And then steady the mind. 